Alrighty, bless up. All glory goes to God. And I'm not kidding when I say that. We have got to give all the glory to God. He is the reason why we're here. He has delivered us from so many things, and um, he's continually working in our lives. And as you further your relationship with him, and you truly do seek him, you are going to find out some crazy things. And I use that term loosely, but it's going to be wild when uh, things start getting revealed to you. And, um, you know, you on the path of righteousness at that point. So we back at it. Uh, save a soul for the kingdom today. It's your duty to uh, go after there, go out there, go after those people and, uh, you know, be the example. You might be the only Bible someone ever sees. Uh, if y'all want to get a hold of me, wake up and eat with Z at gmail.com. Tell me how I'm doing. Tell me how I'm not doing. Tell me what I'm not doing. Give me some suggestions. Give me some tips. Tell me I'm wrong. Just reach out to me. Well, listen, today I'm recording this. It is August 30th. So that means I'm going to drop it tomorrow, which is the 31st. And September 1st marks a year since I started doing this. So we're going to have a back-to-back, Jack. We're going to have another episode coming out on uh, September 1st, which is Thursday. So we're gonna get you guys are going to get this one on Wednesday, the 31st. And there's going to be another one on September 1st. Um, and we're just going to celebrate a year, man. We're just going to celebrate a year. We're going to talk about what has changed, how we've grown. And um, look, I would love to hear from y'all. I would love to hear something from y'all before September 1st, something to talk about, something how you have grown, something how the Word of God has influenced you and how you have changed the approach to your life because these are true testimonies if you guys aren't comfortable sharing it with your homeboys yet your homegirls you know share it with me and um, i'm not gonna name any names when i read these testimonies but um i would i would love to hear from y'all and um if you guys want to share great if not that's cool too but uh, we gonna get back to back jack so and I have only got about 20 minutes tonight. I know y'all are kind of excited about that because I can get long-winded. Uh, so I really wasn't sure what I was going to talk about, but I think I'm going to be able to get something in in the next 17 minutes. So let's try this. So I was looking through some of my text messages I sent myself. I sent myself um, three verses, uh, and it was Psalm uh, 145.8, James 119 and 20. And Genesis 126. So I guess that was three verses. Um, but I was reading them and I said, okay, okay, I, I see you. I see you. So um, Psalm 145.8. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. Okay. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. So I think that's important. I think we can, uh, you know, kind of learn from that verse. So as we go on, James 1, 19 and 20, um, again, James is a good book. It's like a mini handbook to how to be a Christian. Uh, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become angry because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. So let's tie those two verses together. Psalm 145, 8, the Lord is gracious and compassionate. My dear brothers and sisters, Everyone should be quick to listen, so to, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. I did not finish reading Psalm 145, uh, 8. This Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. So he's slow to anger. The Lord is slow to anger. Okay? And James is telling us, you know, every man, everyone should be slow to become angry. So humans should become slow to angry. God is slow to, uh, God is slow to anger. Humans should be slow to anger. 
Okay. Why? Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. So if it doesn't produce the righteousness that God desires, we're not acting like God. Okay. If God desires a certain amount of righteousness, a certain amount of um, obedience, which he does, he requires us to be obedient, which being obedient means you are um, following his word and obeying. If you're being obedient, I know that's some groundbreaking stuff right there that I just said. But as you're obeying, you're abstaining from sin. You're doing everything you can to not sin willfully. Um, so you're, and that produces the righteousness, right? So as you are doing that, you got to think, what are you doing? You are acting like God. You are trying to be more like Christ. You are trying to be more like God, okay? And isn't that something? Because in Genesis one twenty six, now hear me, I'm going to tie this all together. Stick, stick with me here. You guys might have to hit the repeat button. And I got to watch my time because I keep talking. Genesis one twenty six says, then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God said, we are made in his image. Let, let us make, let us make Mankind in our image. So we made in God's image. So God is slow to anger. Okay. So if God is slow to anger, what should we be doing? We should be slow to anger. If we're made in his image, then we are to be like him. Okay. We were to reflect God. It's an image of God. It's a reflection of God. When you see a reflection in the mirror, you see yourself. So when you look in the mirror, you see an image of God because God is in all of us. So you want to be that guy that goes around cussing and uh, carrying on and chopping up? Or you want to try to be righteous? You want to try to live like God? Because guess what? It hurts the Lord's feelings when you disobey. He doesn't like to see that. He wants all of his children to come home to him. But at the end of the day, if you're the one that's acting up like that, you ain't hurt nobody but yourself. And maybe the people around you. But ultimately... It's your salvation if you are not acting Christ-like. You're just messing up your eternity, you know? So, okay, again, 126. God said, let us make mankind in our image. So now this had me kind of, this kind of had me thinking last night because I'm doing a Bible study, all right, and we're starting in Genesis. It's just a, a one-on-one Bible study. And, um, you know, the goal was to get through Genesis chapters one through 14 by Saturday. So we started, I'm taking notes in Genesis one twenty six, and, um, okay. said, so God said, let us make mankind in our image. So God made an image. He made an image of himself. Someone hit me off with the 10 commandments. What's, what's, uh, what's the second one? I think it's the second one. You shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven, you shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven or above or on the earth beneath or in the waters below. So, you know, do not have any idols. Do not make any idols. But kind of break that down and kind of wrap your mind around that. We are not to make, if, we're, if God created us, God created us in an image of him. We are not to create anything in an image of the heavens. So this might offend some people, and guess what? I don't care. This is why human beings cannot play God. This is why human beings cannot play creator, because it is forbidden for us to make an image, okay? So if we are, if, let's, let's say that, that, let's say that we can grow, let's say we can grow human beings in a, in a test tube, Okay. 
which, you know, we can, but, um, let's say if we can just create them. Okay. I'm I'm saying like some science, some science fiction, maybe not too much fiction, uh, but a lot of science that's not too far off that might be here, but let's say that we can, um, make an image of ourselves. You know what I'm saying? It's like something that looks, I, I don't know what words I can say on, on here. Spotify might cut me off, but it's like if we were to make something that looks exactly like us, you know what I'm saying? Like a replica. Hmm? That's why we can't do that stuff because it is strictly forbidden to make an image because if we make an image of something in the heaven or on the earth beneath it, we are playing creator and we are forbidden from doing that. So then we are breaking one of the commandments. Um. But I just thought that was interesting. <laughs> That's all. Um, you know. But it's pretty clear that when you get into these verses and you get into the word, that it all ties together. I mean, it truly does all come together. You can find several verses that um, really link up with each other. And, uh, and, and the crazy thing is they're written in truly different books. Now, the, 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 the Bible is like a library. It's a collection of books, okay? The Bible was basically a library. It's a collection of books. And these books were written hundreds of years apart, but the verses tie together and they still uphold the same meaning. They, they just, they just uh, validate and strengthen. You know, if there's a verse in the New Testament, uh, I believe it, it, and you know, I'm not going to be able to, I could probably get there. I could probably get there in a couple minutes. So since we're still in Genesis, let's um let's just keep going with that. So let's take a look at Genesis three real quick, okay? Genesis uh, three verses, uh, we'll say two through four. The woman said to the serpent, "We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat from the from the tree. You must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it, or you will die. You will certainly not die." The serpent said to the woman. So A, the serpent, that's Satan, that's slick, trying to be slick. And he's saying, you will not certainly die. And I mean, that's the inflection that I hear him saying it, kind of scoffing at the fact that the woman thinks that she will die. Now, let's just let's just kind of settle in on that for a second. Okay, so you will die. But the serpent is tricking the woman and saying, basically, well, you're not, you, certainly you will not die right now. That's, that's, that's kind of what he said under his breath immediately, but why is she going to die? Okay. Think about this. Why is she going to die? Because she's disobeying what God told Adam. Okay. God told Adam not to eat from that tree. And if she is disobeying God, okay. If she's disobeying God's word, what, uh, what is she doing? Anyone does anyone want to participate? She is sinning. She is sinning, okay? That's why she's going to die. Because what does Romans 6.23 say? For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So maybe I'm not really blowing anybody's mind by saying this, but I was kind of blown my mind when I was like putting this together last night, is that, you know, she she was right. You will die because once they broke that, you know, once they fell out with God, and they sinned, and they disobeyed him, it was basically, boom, that's it, man, that's a wrap. Now you fell away, now you, now you, now your eyes are open to good and evil, okay? Now you know that you're butt naked, 
and you got to put some fig leaves on to uh, cover yourselves up. And they and they hid from God because God was walking through the garden. They tried to hide from God. So the serpent deception hit him with that deception again, saying, well, you will not certainly die right now. That's what that's what I imagine is how it came out. That's how I imagine that it came out. It was scoffing at the idea and the notion that you would die, you know, and, and playing it down that sure you can eat it. Of course you can. You're not going to die. But little did they know that they sinned because their eyes were open to it. And they said, dang, oh boy, I'd have messed up now because now I see good and evil. And now the evil, I have disobeyed God. I listened to the devil, to that old serpent. And uh, that's that, you know, but that's just an example of how these verses tie together and how you could, kind, you know, you, you get three chapters in, at least for me. I mean, it's, you can, you can get one verse in <laughs> you could read Genesis one, one and tie it to other stuff in the Bible, you know, don't get it twisted here, but I'm just telling you from my perspective, what I, you know, was, uh, gleaning, uh, in my recent reading was that these verses, as I already knew this, but they are truly all tied together. And when you, when you truly get deeper in your relationship with Christ and you, and you really, as tough as it is, because I'm telling you right now, it's tough. Okay. It is very tough to do this, especially if you have been in the world for so long and you have been programmed by the world and you have been deceived and you have uh, been led to believe that, um, you know, everything in the world is okay. It's going to be tough to separate yourself from the, from the, from the world and follow the Lord. It's going to be tough, but, but. See, there's that butt that negates it. But you can get that strength through God. You know what I'm saying? You can get that strength through God. You just got to ask for it. You got to follow him. You got to have a relationship with him. You got to have a relationship and you got to have that faith. You know, 1 John 4, 4, you dear children are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. So we know who those two people are. You got God and you got the devil. Okay, greater is God, greater is God than the devil. And and that's something that we just always have to realize is that when you think about good and evil, you know, you think about it as like a matchup, you know, head to head battle. God has no equal. The devil is not his equal. The, The devil does not know everything. Okay, he doesn't. He doesn't know. He's not like God. He he tried to be like God. And God said, get out of my house. Thank you. Membership revoked. And that's what happened. So don't ever think that the God is like devil, that that the devil is equal, is his equal to God or even the, you know, he's, he's our adversary, but he's already lost. But that's why you got to have faith is because God is greater than the devil. And it's going to be painful because we live in, in this world right now. We're spiritual beings living in this world, which is, you know, if you're called, if you are chosen from God, yeah, it's going to be difficult because you're going to be able to see, you're going to be able to use discernment. You're going to say, dang, I really, I'm really not fitting in here. You know, I'm not really fitting in here. And uh, when I don't fit in, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for me to, it's going to be tough for me to, 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 to beat this, but you can beat it. Okay. You just got to make sure that you have that relationship with Christ and you just got to make sure that, uh, you know, you're doing everything you can to, uh, to get out of the world, to separate yourself from it. 
You're going to have to turn off that music. You're going to have to turn off the TV. You're going to have to, you're going to, have to stop, stop listening to all this stuff. Maybe you won't. You know, maybe you're stronger than me. Maybe you're stronger than a lot of people. But when you've been programmed by this stuff for years and years, how are you going to get by it? How, how, how are you going to, how are you going to get over it? When you're trying to fill your mind with one thing and you got to fill it up with anything, everything else. You know, my brain is like a milk jug. You can only fill it up so far before some starts to spill out. So I'm trying to put the, I'm trying to put the new milk in, you know, I'm trying to get off that milk, get on that solid food. And that's my dog. So, you know, they was happy about something, but, um, look, um, I got about, I don't have much time left. So I hope that I got it in enough to kind of like satiate y'all, uh, until tomorrow. Cause I'm gonna drop that one year Annie episode. I'm looking forward to it. We're going to have, I'm telling you, the next 12 months, we're going to blow the top off this thing. I am already com- convinced the Lord is working. The Lord is bringing people together. We're going to have, I'm not going to say we're going to have a ministry, but uh, I'm not going to say we're we, we not going to have a ministry. You know what I'm saying? Did that make sense? I hope so. But look, um, this was just the, uh, the interlude to the year anniversary episode. I hope y'all are enjoying yourselves. I appreciate you sticking around. Uh, we coming to one year completion. And uh, guess what? I'm going to talk to y'all. Uh-huh.